0: What we're going to talk about today is the center of what we're trying to be about here at Harvest Bible Chapel. I want to simply say it this way. What does a church look like that's on fire? The answer would be this. The Holy Spirit is impacting you. Like you can't explain it. You can't quite get your arms around it. But something is just moving you to move towards him. Look, it's not a recipe. It's not some magic formula I can't tell you how many people we have come in from other churches or other areas and they're like I just i've heard things are going on and i'm not sure what it is and and so they start taking notes and we get questions like You know, is it the greeting? Well, kind of yes, right? We have warm people at the doors that meet you and greet you and Or is it the music or oh, they have drums. We don't have drums, right? It's like that's not what it is. It's not a formula like that. What is it? It's just the holy spirit's blessing us right now with impacting us and we have a moment of experiencing him That's what a church on fire looks like So the question is this how can we go about Experiencing the holy spirit impacting us Transforming us Week after week after week. How can we be one? of those churches That is on fire for jesus christ that's what we're going to talk about today, all right? So turn with me, if you will, to John chapter 4. Uh, the ushers are coming forward. They've got Bibles in their hands. So if you need a Bible, just raise your hand. They'll get one to you, all right? John chapter 4. You heard it mentioned in the video here. We're going to talk through a piece of this passage here. John chapter 4, verses 20 to 34. Just raise your hand. The ushers will get a Bible to you. What does it take to be a church on fire? Well, first step, a church on fire must worship in spirit. A church on fire must worship in spirit. You know, before we dive into starting to read this passage, let's just get a up here. Jesus is in the area of Samaria. He's sat down at a well. He's talking with a woman who is, uh, she's pulling up water and she's going to take it back for herself, but he ends up asking her for that and they end up having a little interaction. And as they're talking, well, Jesus ends up making it pretty clear that he knows what he's talking about. She starts to say a few things about her past and her relationships and he says yes, I know I know that you had had five husbands and in fact you're living with another man right now at which point she gets very Nervous She's beginning to be called out. She's recognizing his authority. I have no idea where he knows that from right. She's recognizing that So we'll pick it up in verse 19 real quickly. It says the woman said to him sir I perceive that you are a prophet. Like, I never told you that, and yet you know it. God must be telling you something. So she has a very deep, profound response to him, knowing about all of her past and her struggles. She says in verse 20, "Uh, Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Can you hear? She's, She's changing the topic. Enough about my husbands and my past. Let me ask you a very tough theological question, prophet man. Right? That's what's going on. Let me change this and gear shift this so I can get it off of me. And now Jesus begins to answer where we learn about worship. She says, you know, you called us to this mountain or to Jerusalem. Wait, which is it? Answer it for me. In fact, notice she doesn't say Jerusalem. She says in Jerusalem. Like there's one spot within the town where it's appropriate to worship. And, and so is it there or is it in the mountain? Mountains are where Samarians, Samaritans are, are uh, worshiping. And Jerusalem is where the Jews are worshiping. She's calling out the places where people ought to worship. And Jesus' answer is simple. He says, woman, which by the way was a term of respect... Okay, we might not want to use that nowadays, guys. Not a good plan. But anyway, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the father. Answer, neither. That's the answer. The answer is you have picked one of two spots that will be the mandated place of worship. And I am telling you, neither. It's different than that. It's way bigger than that he says you worship what you do not know we worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews you worship what you don't know samaritan woman in other words the samaritans who had taken the old testament and basically set the majority of it aside who looked pretty much just at the pentateuch the piece that moses wrote and and even then tended to reject a lot of portions of it you're rejecting so much of scripture You don't even know who God is. And yet you're trying to worship him. I I see that. Like there's some effort here, but you're worshiping from what you don't know. We, the Jews, well, we're worshiping from what we do know. We have embraced the whole of the Old Testament and we're learning from the scriptures. But more than that, we have an experience with God that is revealing him regularly. And between the scriptures and our experiences, we're worshiping him from what we know you know, there's a difference between the two worships. And yet at the same time, we're called to the same thing. He says, your worship from a lack of knowledge, our worship from knowledge. Next phrase. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth. The hour is coming. Wait, check that. It's here. It's right now. Like you need to understand something. I'm ushering in a whole new type of worship. The hour is coming. It's right here at hand. We are going to begin to worship him in ways you could not even imagine. I'm telling you, it's going to be unleashed on this place. And it's no longer about a single spot. We're going to worship in spirit and in truth. Notice that he says here, the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship. True worshipers, not the fake worshipers, not those phony guys, whatever they look like, right? You know, somehow it has an outward appearance of worship, but on the inside, yeah, not so much. Okay, it's just not bringing it for real. It's bringing it for fake because the outward will look better than the inward. And so we just pretend He's saying, we're not talking about those guys. We're talking about the all-in worshipers, the true worshipers. He says, we will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So let's break it down. We'll do what? Well, the answer is we'll worship. What's worship look like? I just wrote a few things down. Worship, It's, uh, it's not just an action. In fact, it's actually a total state of mind and heart. It's propelled by the heart worship. It's not just singing a song. All too often, right, we name the portion of our Sunday morning where we're singing music to be the worship portion. And that answer is true in part. The whole service is worship. That's the worship in music. Worship, it's ascribing worth to our great God it's saying you are so worth knowing we've talked about this before but the word worship actually comes from the old english word It's worth ship. It's saying you're worth it You're worth knowing you're worth celebrating. You are amazing You are my god worth You know we can adore him with words with thoughts with deeds with desires all of these things are worship. And we're really just saying this. He is so awesome. Like that's what we're talking about. If you're going to worship, you're going to have to get used to this word. So, you know what I'm talking about? Like you write it down as S O O O O O O underline, right? We're going to have to get used to that because that's what we're talking about. He is so awesome. Try saying it with me. So awesome. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about getting fired up about his greatness to the point where we're like, he is so loving. I I can't believe how he reaches out. He is so forgiving. Are, Are you hearing it? Like, there's none more than he's the epitome of and so that's the center of a worship cry. Okay. When we start to grasp his greatness in it, we're starting to grasp him. Here's a few ways you can worship actually if you want to just write some down You can adore him You know just thanking him or praising him for his character. It's not about what he's doing with you. You're just like wow You're all that Adoring you could thank him and like all that got involved in my life And you're making an impact So you can adore you can thank Good response after that is you can offer Offer your life to Him. Offer your availability to Him. Offer your interest to Him. Lord, take me. Even requesting is worship. Did you know that? Lord, I'm dependent upon You. And I'm leaning on You. And I'm hurting in this place. And I'm longing for a fix. And I'm wondering what Your thoughts are on this. And coming to His feet on Your knees. Adoring and thanking and offering and requesting. Listening what do you have to say in your word? What do you have to say through your Holy Spirit's illumination of the word to me? What are you teaching me? And then after I listen and I hear obeying. All right, I'll do what you say, Lord. That's an unbelievable moment of worship, right? Romans 12 calls it our spiritual act of worship. It's the, I know what you're asking me to do, and I'm there with you. You've got it, God. I'm following you. Obey. And then the last one is share. What an act of worship. To turn and be telling somebody next to you, I am so fired up this week. Can I tell you a little bit about why? And you're just explaining what God's doing in your life. The worst thing we can do is call someone to share Christ before they've experienced this. May you worship him. May each of us individually, often, daily, may we be worshiping him. I'm telling you that the best sharing of your faith that will ever come is after times of power worship where you're cleaned up before him you know him and you're running hard after him and he's got all of you and he's so firing you up and and then you turn and you tell somebody next to you worship you know in ecclesiastes three eleven, it says that we have eternity written on our hearts did you know that you literally have this thing written within you that says i am longing to be connected with my creator That that I'm actually desiring that more than anything else, and it can't be replaced. And when you do taste it, even a little taste of it, nothing ever compares to it. Worship, that's what we're talking about. Connecting with our Almighty God in ways unbelievably unmatchable in this world. And yet the world tries pretty hard to match up. That's worship. And it says to worship the Father. That's the who? The Father. Notice that it's, we're not bound by form. It's not telling us exactly how to worship. It's not telling us what steps to do here and what ways to raise our hands or not and whatever, right? It's, it's not about the form. It's about who we're ascribing the worth to. God the Father, right? I mean, you could do the Liberian worship. Did you catch that in the video? Right? The little... Did you see that? I love that part of the video. I always go right back to that part, and I see that woman. She just kind of fades in, and she's like, "Yeah, this is awesome. God rules." I, she's saying the word "so" in the midst of that, right? I'm not saying dance in our aisles, okay? We have social settings where things are acceptable and not acceptable, and each of us does different things, and we're not in Liberia. Did you know that? Yeah. So you know, whatever. Each culture has their thing, but it's finding ways to express. He's amazing. And let me just tell you how amazing he is. And I'm not holding back and I'm not hiding it. He is so awesome. Worship. That's what we're talking about. It says to worship the Father in spirit. So let's start getting into it. What does in spirit mean? Well, first of all, he's making a big emphasis. It's not about the place. It's not about the place. It's actually about your spirit and the Holy Spirit your spirit, meaning like your attitudes, your desires. It's even about your cleanness and your lack of distraction. It's like you, all of you inside, completely opening up to him. It's not about voicing some words you see on a screen or That happens that's the outward but the inward is are you really there with those words? Are you really saying those words from the inside just giving your all to him and saying god You've got me in as much as i'm aware in as much as I know right now. I'm handing myself to you you deserve the praise That's worshiping in spirit all in from the inside out you know It's an amazing opportunity for us to experience what God's designed us for. Here's my real question. His answer to a woman, Old Testament times, basically, right? It's before the time of the cross. And he says, well, we got to worship in spirit and truth. Like, is that a newsflash? Like before that, they weren't worshiping in spirit and in truth. Why was he saying that to the woman? And the real difference is he's emphasizing locale. Okay, you were trying to limit it to the place. You didn't even ask. About the actual function of it all. And here's the reality. It is about spirit. And it is about truth. It is about those elements. That they were seeing back then. Did you know that in 1 Corinthians 6.19. You are called a temple. Of the Holy Spirit. And so when she's listing the place. he's like yeah babe. The place is wherever you are. Okay. I'm just telling you. Wherever you're at. Just worship him. It doesn't matter about in Jerusalem or on the mountain. It matters you and God right there together. Him taking up residence inside and you're just unleashing it back to him. That's what it's about. It's spirit led conviction and guidance. It's the Holy Spirit in you walking with you, challenging you, and you're listening. That's a church on fire that's you on fire. It's wherever you are, take a holy moment with God. You know what I'm talking about? Like you might be at work and you're in some of the most treacherous moments or the most angering moments or that take a holy moment with God. Just stop. Have some moments of prayer time with them, whatever it looks like. This isn't a once a week for 40 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever. It's This is throughout your week and whatever you're doing. God, you've got my attention. Worshiping in spirit. That's our call. To enjoy him regularly. To see him throughout your week. Moving you. Shaping you. Directing you. Sometimes to a person to talk to. Sometimes to a passage to be reading. Sometimes to just be quiet before him. Getting perspective his way. Notice that it says to worship in spirit and in truth. And then it says, we'll talk about the truth in just a second. It says, for the father is seeking such people to worship him. Did you know that the father is seeking worshipers? We've talked about this before, right? The purpose of the church, Matthew chapter 28, is to build worshipers. To build followers of Jesus Christ. That's what we're going after. Not just some followers, more and more of them, and deeper and deeper on fire for him. And as we go deeper, God will just keep bringing more in. You know what I'm talking about? It's like the charcoals in your grill, and you just kind of light it up, and you get the first middle one's hot, and then you just keep bringing more and more to it, and it just keeps getting hotter and hotter. That's what we're talking about, is if we're going to create a church on fire, it starts with you. And with me, agreeing to be white hot for him. That's where we're going. Lord, I'm with you. The Father is seeking you to be his worshiper. Are you ready to be all in? That's our call. No distractions. God, you've got my attention. You are so worth knowing. That's our battle cry. I can tell you this, the church is all about the vertical relationship with Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about this in the next point, but may we always be experiencing a passionate and powerful, upward-looking worship relationship with him. That's our call. You know, this past week was the 4th of July. Uh, we went to the Peoria Fireworks on, on the 4th. How many of you went to the Peoria Fireworks? Okay. Yeah, that was a good time, wasn't it? Uh, we were told it could take three hours to get out of there. So we spent most of our evening finding a parking space where that would not be true. You know what I'm saying? We did. We parked near the highway, near the ramp exit. We got out of there and home to Morton in like 20 minutes. It was, uh, it was really nice. But we were down there for the fireworks on the river. And uh, we were watching these fireworks and, you know, these are like the biggest in the state because Chicago stepped down and they're not doing their own now. Right. So we're the biggest in the state, man. So we're watching the biggest and the boomers come up at the end for that grand finale. And when that thing was ripping and the booms are going off and you know what I'm talking about, those cannonball shots that are just ripping through you. And then all of a sudden you hear the whistling and the rockets going. And and then you see the big, huge ones just fill the sky color everywhere and more boomers going. And it's just all I could think at that moment was, this is nothing compared to what it's going to be like when Jesus Christ returns. After going through what we just went through and looking at what's there, and I'm telling you, I had this worship moment as it's just thundering and people are applauding, and, and I'm like, just wait, man. You won't believe what we're going to be applauding for. You won't believe what we're going to be seeing. It was a worship moment because of the Pure Fireworks, right? It doesn't matter where you're at. And it doesn't matter what's going on. It matters how are you looking to him. That's what we're talking about. Our challenge. Are we worshiping the father? In spirit? Are we white hot on fire with worship for him? Are you all in? Your attitudes? Your desires? Even your cleanness? Like, Lord, forgive me. This sin—it's got to go. It's in the way. It's messing up my worship. I'm done. Please forgive me. I want to set this aside. Are you asking simply this question, God? Is this worship good enough for you? Like, is—is it good enough, God? I'm giving it to you. It's all about you. And all too often, we stand in worship and we simply say this: Really, that loud? seriously that song really another chorus seriously can you turn the temperature up in here a little bit <laughs> right we try to control that right and all of a sudden what are we becoming we're the consumer of the worship eh, wrong answer we are the offerer of the worship god how are you getting this through to you is this coming through loud and clear you got me Do you see me lord? I am here. What needs to go? I'm hearing you I'm giving you all of me god like you have my attention. Is this good enough? That's our call to worship in spirit And our second call if we're going to be a church on fire Church on fire must worship in truth A church on fire second point must worship in truth It's coming right from that same spot. He said we have to worship in spirit and in truth. And then in verse 24, he says, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Note this. He's asking us to worship him in a way and in a nature that matches his nature. He's saying, I'm spirit. Man, are we going to connect? That's what he's saying. Like you wouldn't believe the connection we're going to have as I'm spirit and you're offering up your spirit. There's going to be something that happens to you that eternity in your hearts that you would not believe It's going to be an amazing moment Go after it with all you've got He says to worship in truth. Well, what does that mean? It means that you're aligned with reality You know what i'm saying? It means you're fully honest you've grasped who god is and you're going after that Like we can worship and make up a bunch of lies. You know what I mean? You could start saying all these like god, it's so awesome that you're just going to make me the most rich man in the universe and i'm worshiping you for it And He's like that's not where i'm headed You're like that's that's just awesome. You're doing that and we're ignoring what he's saying We're talking louder and we're going to talk over him and and we're worshiping in falsity. That's not worship Worship i'm recognizing exactly what you have to offer and exactly where you're headed and exactly what you're doing and you've got me I'm in I get you god I'm seeing the truth of you from Scripture and the truth of how you're acting in my life and I'm all in. Truth. Truth in the Word of God. Truth. Truth in my actions lining up with the Word of God. Truth. Truth in my heart lining up with the Word of God. Truth. Being transparent to what needs to change so I am lined up with the Word of God. To worship in truth means to be fully transparent. Like, hey, Lord, there's some stuff I need to set down right now. I can't tell you how many times I'm standing here at the beginning of a worship service or maybe even a song in or something, and something comes to mind that it's like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me for. And I'm in a cleanse mode. And by the time we hit the fourth or fifth song, I'm in such a pure worship mode. I've just laid it down. I don't care, Lord. Whatever it is, it needs to go. What junk did I come in with? I mean, come on. How many times have you had a battle getting your little girl into a pretty dress to come to church? If you didn't have that battle, let me tell you what it's like. I mean, how many of you have had hair flying everywhere and you're like, just put a brush in it. You know what I'm saying? And you get to church and you're like, just deal with it. It's fine. Okay. There's people in shorts around here. You look great. Right. And and we're like, we're so uptight. And we walk in and we're like, great, time to worship. (laughs) Right? Isn't that what happens? Just take some time to clean house. To get it clear before him. Worshiping him in truth. Like, Lord, I got distractions galore right now. Help me set them down. That I might worship you. And Lord, may I worship you in complete alignment with the word. You know i want to say this here when we say in truth we have a phrase here we preach in an applicational expository way those are big words what does that mean applicational like you can do it like we're going to talk about the do of what Scripture's leading us to expository walking phrase by phrase and word by word through his word to find out what he wants done applicational expository it literally means we're saying this Lord, show me what you have to say, and then show me what you want done. And I am simply saying, what must be done today in my life, Lord? You've got me. That is preaching and worshiping and truth. It's letting his word lead us to action. What we're not supposed to be doing is sitting here and musing and pontificating and saying, that's an interesting thought. Over chips and salsa and chilies, I will contemplate this. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about by the time you're leaving this place, you're saying, this is what will be done this week in my life. God, I want you to have more of me. Here we go. That's what we're talking about. Each and every week, you want to talk about an impact service with the Holy Spirit impacting us. That's how it happens. Lord, you've got me. I'm worshiping in spirit, all of me. And in truth, completely in alignment with your word, all in alignment with you. And I'm reacting to what you want done. Show me where you want me to go. That's what we're talking about. Worshiping in spirit and in truth. Notice then at the end of this passage here, she says in verse 25, The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. You know, she's still deflecting. He gives her this awesome statement on worship, and she's like, whatever. I listen to the Messiah. You know what I'm saying? That's what she's doing. Uh, talk to the hand. I'm not really listening right now, right? So Jesus has a news flash for her. He says, well, Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. You know what he just said? He just said I am the messiah the christ the chosen one I am the one the great prophet who is spoken of in the old I am the one with all authority woman. You better be listening This is a wake-up call. Do you know what i'm saying? And she gets shaken to the core. We're going to see in the third point how I know that bottom line We must worship in spirit and in truth top three reasons. We don't worship in spirit and in truth top three reasons. You ready? It's pretty simple. We're distracted by what feels good. First John chapter 2 verse 15, right? The lust of the flesh. We get distracted by what feels good. We're distracted by what looks good. You know, the lust of the eyes. We're distracted by what shows me off. The pride of life. First John chapter 2 just gives us a great recipe for all the sin you're going to come in contact with. What's the killer to worship? Answer, unconfessed, unrepentant. I will hold it as my own sin. It's that simple. Keep it up in your life. You will feel a gap and a brick wall between him and you. Confess and clear and say, Lord, you've got it. I'm going after you. And you'll be amazed at how it unleashes an experience of worship in your life. The show me off you know, the pride of life thing, you know, at times that can be like, well, this is just going to make me look good. You know what I'm saying? But there's other times where you're actually saying, Hey, wait a minute. That just made me look bad. You know, the kind of you do the, how dare you, you know, the, Oh, no, you didn't thing. Right. And all of a sudden you're walking around in bitterness. Can't believe they had the gall to say that. can't believe the. And we harbor that stuff. And then we walk in here and we're like, great, let's praise Jesus. Does that work? Answer? No. No. That does not work. Be cautious to clear house, lay it before Him, and go after Him with all you've got. Worshiping in spirit and in truth. Here's a quote for you. It's a long one. Hang on. Just catch the gist of it. It isn't about snazzy PowerPoint, cool tunes, or moving drama. Worship is an act of connecting a primal part of our souls to our Creator. It has more to do with what happens in our hearts than on the stage. It cannot be orchestrated or scripted because it is so personal. It begins with brokenness and moves to celebration as the gospel infiltrates our frail condition. It's nice if the singers hit the high notes, if the pastor is eloquent, or the instruments are properly tuned. But without the connection of God to man, even the most excellent service... Is a waste of time It has to be real In spirit And in truth Like if that doesn't capture what we're going after here. I don't know what does That's what we're talking about. You know, you're going to hear us talk a lot about vertical And and going after a relationship with him and, and this is what we mean worshiping in spirit and in truth God i'm grasping all of you and i'm sold out to it and from there Spills the rest. You see, all too often, churches are built on the horizontal, the relationships. And now what are we doing? We're creating, well, quite frankly, a club. It's no different than the chess club or anything else We have a group of people that have gathered around a somewhat similar agreement But there's no power of jesus christ moving in your life The difference of the church is that we are absolutely vertical in our relationship with him We are broken before him. We are moved by him. We are listening to him and in that moment you have become the church on fire That's what we're talking about It's about worshiping him in spirit and in truth What a privilege. Amen. Amen. That's where we're going. That's where we're headed. So here's my question. Are you real in the attentions you're giving to him? Are you basing it on God's word? Are you so in with him? Or are you buffet shopping? Are you just kind of hanging out and saying, I'll take a little of this. I'll take a little of that. Thanks for this over here. Made me feel good today. I'm going to... May we never be caught buffet shopping. Lord, I'm all in. I'm all in. Connect with your creator in the way that he is designed for you to be connected with. You'll never be more satisfied and we'll never have a more powerful church witness than that. That's a church on fire. So first is worship in spirit. Second is worship in truth. And third, a church on fire must... Hunger to do his will hunger to do his will Notice what happens in verse 27 it says just then his disciples came back They marveled that he was talking with a woman But no one said what do you seek or why are you talking with her? He's talking with a woman and he's talking with a samaritan woman. We are on foreign soil and you are what are you doing? Dude, this is against all the social mores Why are you talking with her? That's what's running through their head, right? So then they decide, he must be weak. He must have needs of hunger or something. Something's got to be wrong with him, right? So check it out. She takes off. It says, so the woman left her water jar, the thing she had come to actually handle and do, and went away into the town and said to the people, notice the sharing now, come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? In parentheses, he told me he was, right? They went out of the town and were coming to him. The people were moved by this. They're like, something's different with her. I don't know what's going on, but she's acting differently. We're seeing some kind of focus that's more appropriate. We're seeing her claim some things that are unbelievable. And and I'm listening. You've got my attention. You'll be amazed that when true worshipers worship, they're pretty contagious. Uh, I've never seeing a powerfully worshipful christian not be contagious to those around them now hear me there might be some in the world that are like i don't want any piece of that get away from me but there's going to be a lot of believers that are going dude what do you have like what's going on how is this clicking in your life what's god doing with you and be ready when you're on fire you're going to be contagious people are going to want to hear what you've got and they're going to want to know what's going on be ready to have an answer for the reason of the hope that's in you that's all she was doing was sharing the disciples i love this word it starts out meanwhile in other words god is at work and then there's another place you know what i'm saying meanwhile the disciples were urging him saying rabbi eat get some food man you were just talking to people you shouldn't be talking to you must be hungry he said to them I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, all right, who brought him the food? Can you see how clueless these guys are? Who brought him the food? Dude, I thought I had the bread for him. Who brought him the food? Did you bring him? I didn't bring him the food. What did he mean by that? Where is he storing it? Is he keeping it under his robe somehow? Where's the food? I don't understand what he's doing, right? These guys are completely missing the statement. So Jesus answers it. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Obedience is the food for the soul. No wonder so many people are starving spiritually. Know what I'm saying? Obedience is where we get that deep satisfaction and filling spiritually we try to run off and go get it our own on our own we try to do these important things or live in a certain way and we're we're trying to fill this void that is eternity written in our hearts and it has but one way to be filled to do the will of the father god what do you have for me and there will be the utter satisfaction you on fire looks like you saying this i hunger To do what you want lord What is that? I don't know where you're taking me and I don't know what it's going to look like, but I am all in lord What do you want done? Who do you want spoken with? How do you want it spoken? What do you want me knowing or learning or reading or how do you want me to lord lead me guide me convict me? I will follow you and your word with all i've got That is utter satisfaction That's white hot on fire for him that is literally you so passionate for his glory that you're so humbly setting yourself down that the people next to you go i don't know what it is they've got but i want a piece of that there's something going on with them that is so completely fulfilling lord may i be a part of that with you that you might be glorified through me we're back to that phrase applicational expository right We don't read the word to go, huh, that's an interesting tidbit for Bible trivia, right? That's not our goal. Like, I'll bet I could really roast them now. I know the subtleties of this passage, and it's not about that. It's, Lord, what do you want done? May I see your will, and may I run after it with all I have. You know, 1 Corinthians 14, we've talked about this before, but 1 Corinthians 14, verse 23 talks about a church with powerful witnessing going on. And this is how it takes place, that the people come in and gather for a Sunday morning or whatever service they've got going on, and there is such gut-wrenching, pure worship in spirit and in truth that literally, it says the Holy Spirit reveals the secrets of their heart, and you start hearing, here's where I need to head, here's what I need to do. I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody coming up saying, man, it's like you were speaking right to me today. Did you know what happened in our home this week? Do you know that... Like I'm telling you, that's the Holy Spirit just moving in that moment, setting you up ahead of time with a week of experiences to be ready for this moment in the Word so that you can hear from Him and move accordingly. And it says that when the secrets of the heart were revealed, they will fall on their face and simply say, Surely God is among us. Man, would that be awesome to have people saying about this place? Amen? that's what we're talking about i can't tell you how many times i have people saying as they're t- coming out of here there's just something different first corinthians 14:23 surely god is among us there's just something i can't explain it exactly and it, look i'm telling you it's not contemporary worship okay we love the expression of contemporary worship it's who we are and we're sold out to it here but it's not the only expression it's not we chose contemporary so it's not that it's the god we're worshiping. Amen. Amen. It's not the ingredients. It's the target audience. And as we worship him with all we've got, man, does this place get lit up. And as you get on fire for him, and as I get on fire for him, and as we band together on fire for him, a church is on fire for Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. That's our ingredients. Worship in spirit, worship in truth, hunger to do his will. God, I want you so glorified in me, I can't see straight. That's what we're talking about. Here's my request. Let's just take a moment here. Go ahead and close up your Bibles and everything. We'll have the worship team come on up. Let's just take a moment together where we do some clearing house and we're getting ready to just pour it back to him, okay? We're going to do a closed song here. How many of you noticed that we do closed songs? If you haven't, that means you're leaving early. Okay. We do a closed song every week. And there's a reason for it. Because you're deciding what you're going to be doing throughout the midst of a sermon. And at the end of it, we have a song that's tied with this moment and this material for us to literally say, and that's what I'm talking about. And we just lift it up to him. We're going to do some worshiping of him. But first, let's just take a little bit of time. To make sure we have a clean heart before him. Let's really get ourselves set before him. To say I'm all in Lord. Worshipping in spirit and in truth.